you're listening to the Fox Den Sports Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Todd and his three sons, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome all of our friends, our family, and our foes back to the Fox Den Sports Podcast, along with my son, my youngest son, Gannon. And uh, his buddy, Isaiah Phelps, I'm Todd Fox, and we're the uh, Fox and Sports Podcast. Today, this is a special episode. So Gannon and um, Isaiah both go to Harding University in Searcy. Am I saying it right? Searcy or Searcy? Searcy, right? Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, he always beats me up when I say it wrong. Searcy, Arkansas. <laughs> and they just got, they just won the Division II National Championship. And we've got with us Clark Griffin, one of the uh, starting linebackers for that team here and um i just want to you know welcome you to the podcast clark appreciate you being here yeah of course happy to be here and so some things i see here is you earned in in um you played high school football in alabama correct yes sir and you earned 7a first team all-state football honors uh your junior and senior seasons your senior year you led the entire alabama 7a classification in tackles with 149 you were also named the All-Birmingham team, uh, defensive most valuable player. You finished your high school career with 335 total tackles, and you helped anchor the defense and led your team to three state playoff appearances. Uh, and then you were invited to uh, walk on to the University of Alabama where you played for uh, the legendary Nick Saban and won a national championship there. Was that 2020? Yeah. And then you just finished um, – with the national championship at Harding for division two. And I've looked it up and I can't figure it out, but I, I can't find anybody that's ever won a national title in both division one and two. So it looks like you are the first one. And that's pretty, pretty awesome accomplishment. So congratulations. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. That's pretty cool. So walk us through a little bit, if you don't mind, just kind of, um, you know, the season. Um, Cause I know, you know, looking through here, I know you first, you guys started out here in, uh, in Bethany against Southern Nazarene. I remember that, uh, cause I was, you know, I worked pretty close to that and you guys, um, you went undefeated, which is pretty mm-hmm. impressive. And then you go the first playoff game against center Missouri and it's, you win 35, 34, but the other team scored Central Missouri scored with like eight seconds left. And then I guess you guys blocked the extra point. So, like, what was that feeling like? I mean, that's pretty important. Yeah, so, I mean, we were we were up 14 points, I think, with five or six minutes left in the game, and we're kind of sitting there. I mean, we knew their offense was electric. I mean, they had the Harlan Hill winner at quarterback and, I mean, D1 bounce back receivers everywhere. So, I mean, we knew they could score quick, but, I mean, for them to put up 13 points in the last six minutes with our kind of offense was pretty wild, and, I mean, I'm I'm just glad we blocked that field goal because I mean if it was if it was going to OT I didn't I didn't see it going our way. Sure. So. Um, what are the OT rules in Division Two? Are they anything different than Division One? I've never played a Division Two overtime yeah, I just game, didn't but know I, what they were. I think I'm sure they are. Um, yeah. I think it's probably ball Start in the 25. 25. So. Yeah, that's interesting, but not, yeah. that's pretty uh pretty impressive. You guys, yeah, it's funny that play actually that we did block it on 
we had worked that same blocking scheme in practice. We knew kind of really? like we knew that they were vulnerable to a blocked field goal, but we no kidding. We hadn't blocked one yet, and so actually earlier in that game, uh, basically we were trying to get our nose guard to pull down their their uh, their guard, and our free safety was going to run through. But you have to time it up just because sure. we can't go over. Yeah. And earlier in the game, like we just completely botched it and i was, I was like like uh, like because we jumped off sides doing it and i was like uh whatever and then we get a chance to do it again and he didn't end up blocking it but someone else yeah. got free and it, it worked out so well that's pretty impressive and then i know the next game you guys won seven to six another mm-hmm. i would you know i don't it seems like a nail biter on our end i don't know how it felt for you guys and your team but yeah i mean that i feel like those first two games was just a yeah two completely different games one one game was the offense i mean the offense is going to score every time they touch the ball defense if we can get one stop we're going to win the game with central missouri and then it was the complete opposite the next week against grand valley their defense is pretty stout and just we we knew if we could we could just score one time we'd we'd be uh we'd be able to take them so it was pretty pretty crazy how back-to-back weeks are two completely different things so yeah. Yeah. You, you blow out the next team, and then you go into the championship game, Colorado School of Mines. And I know that was on um, one of the ESPN channels. I know we've got a recorder mm-hmm. to watch that. I know Gannon and his mom watched it live. We had several people from our uh, church that uh, went to the game because they're from Harding. So that's pretty, pretty impressive. And if I, you guys rushed for over 6,000 yards. Yeah, right. pretty, pretty remarkable. And that's the first team I think that's ever done it any kind of collegiate level, which is mm-hmm. pretty impressive. And I don't know yeah. how many times you guys threw the ball, but I was told it was not very many. Not very many, no. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Pretty cool. Yeah. So let me ask you, um your dad, Steven, and your uncle Chad both play for Harding as well, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, they so they both played there. And they both wore 24, yeah. So is that – did you have any option, or is that where you were like, I'm getting 24? Um, Actually, Coach Underwood texted me and said, I don't want you to feel any pressure, like, just to have to follow in your family's footsteps. But the number's available, and there was, like, 44, 33, 24. I was like, yeah, just, I'll take 24 <laughs> if the shoe fits, yeah. And there's – yeah. Is there any kind of special meaning to you knowing that you've had, you know, some family members play there? That what are your what are your yeah? So my uh, my grandfather played on the team that brought back Harding football. Wow! So he played. My uh, my grandmother's brother played. All of my uncles have played. So I mean, it's been it's been pretty special just being able to see all of them. My my grandfather's not here anymore, but I talked to some of his friends after both yeah. of uh, both of the close games and then the national championship, and they were just beside themselves happy about it. So oh, I bet. it's been, it's so been impressive. pretty sweet. Yeah. And your, your uncle's the defensive coordinator. Is that correct? Yes, he is. That's my, uh, my dad's sister's, uh, husband. So. And so a friend of ours, John Kaufman played with your dad. And he told me that your, uh, your uncle was known for knocking defenses players, um, with his knees because he was a heck of a <laughs> running back and he would like almost knock them out. And he wanted to know, my friend John wanted to know who would win in a drill, you know, between you and, and your uncle, uh, Roddy, uh, if you had to go up against him. 
Uh, right now, I'd probably, I'd probably take him. <laughs> exactly. That is funny. No, but yeah, um, buddy John, um, I think he may have actually even roomed with your dad uh, one of the years as well. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that um, is cool. And we got a few other, you know, just some questions we had. Um, and the first one I wanted to ask is: Is there a coach or athlete? that you look up to as a role model? And if so, like, who is it and why? Why do you look at them from a role model perspective? Um, I wouldn't say, I, like, there's a specific coach or athlete. I mean, I look up to my dad a lot. I mean, but most of my inner motivation just comes from just people saying, you're too small, basically. Like, just being hearing that my whole life and – just that is that's really motivated me, especially on the football field, just to carry kind of a chip on my shoulder. That I mean, I mean, I'm I'm small, but you still can't block me. So yeah. that's kind of that's kind of been my my biggest motivation. That and then just seeing my dad work growing up. I mean, he's such a hard worker, and just I think he's instilled that sure. into me. Just to kind of just if you want it, you can go get it. You just you gotta you gotta work hard to get it. So that's kind of he's been my biggest role model, I'd say. And you're five, is it five, nine, 185? Yeah. I mean, that, that's what the program says. Five, nine, probably closer to five, eight, but Hey, that's all right. Though, man. That's completely fine. Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's impressive. And, and, and you out there playing and you're tackling and watching the game on TV. Yeah. You, uh, you're not, you're out there and you're making things happen. So that's, that's all yeah. that matters. So Gannon, do you have, you or Isaiah have a question? Yeah, I had one, which first I'll say. Being five nine is plenty of height. Uh, you don't need to be any taller than that. But um, like, what do you think? And this, like, in the world um, with all the athletes, what do you think the best or the biggest challenges that you have to face? Like, maybe personal experience or just something you've witnessed with many teammates. Um, I think obviously nil is a big issue. Um, just people just getting thrown money at them all the time, and it's just like. Where where does that end? I think it definitely needs boundaries. But that and then the recruiting aspects of it. I mean, people, I mean, you're getting recruited out of high school. Just like these people are just texting you nonstop. And they're they're texting you up until you commit, after you commit. And then there's there's not a lot of loyalty anywhere. Um, and it's you've seen that a lot with coaches as well. I mean, it's the, the best job I can take, I'm going to take. I mean, I'm not committed or tied down anywhere even like throughout a full season. So I think athletes struggle a lot with just the constant just pursuit of coaches coming after them. And, and when they're, when they're, they are doing this recruiting stuff, like it's, they're talking like numbers and money and like that stuff. And it's like, all right, well the highest bidder, like that's where I'm going to go. Cause most athletes, I mean, you grow up, you, you don't, you're not around money. You don't see that kind of money. So like, when you see it and people are telling you, oh, I can give you this, then I think that's persuading people's um, decision-making when it is time to kind of choose a school. So I think that's a big issue. Cool. That is interesting because I personally never heard really like a student athlete talk about that. But it makes mm -hmm. sense because like you're trying to live your high school life and you got all these grown men texting you all day long. And like you said, until commitment and then after commitment, it's just like that's got to be tiring. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's there's some people like especially at Alabama, I saw this a lot. Like my teammates, like they'd show me their phone. They're they're still like they're on a team yeah. signing, and they're still getting texts like 
these coaches will still text their parents and stuff oh. like, hey, so-and-so is not playing here. He could be playing here, and here's what we can offer him. And it's just like it's, – it's constant like, all right, well, if I'm not playing, I'm leaving type situations. Yeah. yeah. And it's obviously caused a lot of issues, and everyone's kind of seen it the last two to three years. Sure. Isaiah, you got a question? Yeah, so uh, me and Gannon have experienced this a little bit, just getting into college and doing all these college classes and, like, you got to do all your classes. You got to get your Bible stuff done. There's some tough, like, Bible professors at Harding. So what does it go into you having to manage your athletic responsibilities and then your uh, academic responsibilities and then anything outside of that? What, what goes into that? Yeah, um, I think it really helped me just – especially when I was like first starting out in college, like we had like, we had tutors in the evening when I was at Alabama. I mean, you could mm -hmm. go do that. And then a bunch of the stuff there. So getting, getting started was online. So I feel like that helped a lot. Just kind of getting like you were on campus, but living in the dorm, hanging out with your friends, but like you weren't in the classroom. So I feel like that made my transition a lot easier. And then once we did start going to classes, I feel like, oh, it's like, all right, well, I've already been here. I can go to class now. Like, but mm -hmm. here at Harding, I think, I think the teachers are pretty, uh, pretty good about, I mean, knowing that you're in season and knowing that you have a lot on your plate. So, I mean, it's definitely, you got to be able to manage your time well, but I think our coaches also do a good job of, of when we're at football, we're at football. When we're not, we're not, we're going to do school. Um, and I think that's been really important to us. I mean, we have study hall. So, like, if you just moved uh, or just came to Harding, at least for your first semester, you've got to go to study mm -hmm. hall two nights a week. Unless you come in to college, I think, with, a, like, a 3-8 or higher. So, if, if, if you don't have a 3-8, you're going to be in study hall at least two nights a week. As a freshman, you'll be there until at least the second semester. So it kind of puts structure in your life. And I think structure and then uh, just being able to manage your time. Cause I mean, obviously Bible is not easy. I mean, transfer Bible. When I uh, transferred was one of my, one of my harder classes just, so, sure. I mean, it's, it's definitely been, uh, definitely been hard, but I mean, uh, being able to manage your time and, kind of set things aside and be like, all right, I've got to get this done today and then practice and then so and so. So I think, I don't know, probably time management would be the biggest thing. Sure. Yeah. So this isn't the question I've got, but I got another question um, real quick. Help um, walk us through like Alabama high school football. Is 7A the biggest? Is that the biggest schools? Yeah. Yes, sir. So it's 7A, 6, 5, I think all the way down to 1 and then 8-man. Okay, because I know Oklahoma it's six A, six A one, six A two. You know that's basically what it is. Yeah. Um, for the bigger for the for the schools here, so I was curious to know how Alabama was. But what have you learned um, from being a football player about teamwork from like whether it's past experiences or anything with teams? Like, what have you learned about the? Because you you've played, I'm assuming that little little kid all the way up. What have you learned? My biggest thing with um, teamwork, I feel like, is every like if you're not on the same page, like there you can't do anything. You can't accomplish anything. I think that goes in life and in and in football, but mainly just speaking on the football side of it, like one 
one player messes up on defense, it's a bust and the offense is going to exploit you. I mean, it, I mean, it may not be a touchdown, but it'll be, it'll be a, an explosive play. And then especially like looking at our offense, if one person doesn't do their job, like it's so like, uh, like mechanic, like robotic. And it's yeah. like, if one person messes up, you mess up one step, then it's going to be a negative play. So, I mean, I feel like just everyone being on the same page, trusting one another, um, is really, really big. And that's the biggest thing I've learned with teamwork. I feel like, I mean, you saw, I mean, in the Rose Bowl the other day, I mean, there are yeah. countless times Alabama, they're not on the same page. Right. And those plays, like, I mean, they're, they're good plays. It's a good scheme from Michigan. But if you're on the same page and not looking around at each other, like, what are you going to do? And you know what that other person's going to do, then good things are going to happen. So I feel like, in life and in football, if everyone's on the same page, communication's big. Um, so I feel like that's really, really important, something I've learned. Did you grow up an Alabama fan? I did not. My did dad's not? from Arkansas. My mom's from okay. Georgia. My mom's a Georgia fan. Dad's a, a Arkansas fan. So I'm no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Or did you fall in line? Did you just kind of – we'll recruit you over I to definitely that leaned, I leaned more towards Arkansas growing okay. up, but – Living okay. in Alabama, it's either you choose Alabama or Auburn, and I've always leaned to Alabama and then went to okay. Alabama and played there. Yeah. So now I'm I'm full on the Alabama train. <laughs> there you go. That's cool. Yeah. Well, going off of that, um, between Alabama and Harding, what would you say are the biggest like differences, but also the biggest similarities between the two for playing for both? Um, biggest differences, um, obviously. Both places have pretty nice facilities. Alabama just kind of takes it to a whole other level just because they obviously they've got a lot more money. Um, sure. But the athletes in Division One and Division Two, that's a big, like, big difference. Like, you're walking through the locker room my freshman year and, like, you're looking around and Najee Harris is right there, Mac Jones is right there, Alex Leatherwood, Landon Dickerson, it's like, all right, these are NFL, these are NFL guys. Like, um, so, I mean, I'd say just like being around, it's more here. It's more of like the setting. I feel like it's a lot more laid back. Um, obviously we're still going to come in get our work done and stuff like that. But like there, it's just strictly business. Like you walk in the facility and I mean, it's not a ton of messing around. It's just like, mm -hmm. You're in there, people, you got to go get in there, get your stuff done, and get out. And here I feel like it's more, um, say, family-oriented, um, just like being able to be with um, your teammates more and stuff like that. Um, that's probably the biggest differences. And then similarities, I don't know. I mean – my whole thing with the difference between the two, there's good athletes everywhere, but there's just, there's levels to everything. And obviously that's, that's this high as it gets in the college level and yeah. division two, this is the high that gets in division two. So sure. Sure. kind of leaning into that. Um, I mean, we've seen, we've seen all the videos of coach Saban, how riled up and angry he gets, and he's always on your tail. If you do something wrong, um, and uh, I mean, seven national championships for him. He's got, got arguably one of the 
the best college coach of all time. So what's it like playing for Saban and then playing for Coach Simmons? Like the similarities and differences with those two? Um, well, the thing is, like, they preach the same principles, um, discipline, execution. Um, Coach Simmons would probably preach a lot more loyalty than Coach Saban does because um, he's just kind of a big loyalty guy. He's, he wants people that are going to come and be here for four or five years and just fully buy in. And um, so I feel like that's a big – that's one of their differences. Uh, the language used at both places, the way they talk to you, that's a big difference. Um, but, yeah, what's the uh, – similarities, I mean, just they – once they – I feel like – I don't know. What they – what the things they preach, just like everyday stuff, like teamwork, discipline, doing your job, the big thing is doing your job, like – if you do your job, then not the guy next to you can do your job type, like something like that. Like I'd say that's the, the biggest um, similarities and then differences is definitely like the, the way they portray those messages, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Well, how is um, playing for both coach Saban and coach Simmons made you a better player? Um. So when I went to Alabama, uh, they actually moved me to safety. So being in the defensive back room with him and like coach Kelly and some of those other guys, it kind of opened up that the back end of the game to me a lot more. Um, in high school, I played linebacker and I was focused on the box in the front seven. So moving, uh, going to Alabama and then asking them, them asking me to move to safety. I had to, I had to learn a bunch of stuff that I really wasn't familiar with. And so coming here, um, when I did decide that I was going to transfer, knowing what the back half of the defense is doing, like at all times, and knowing how they're going to roll down and just stuff like that. It's just wow. little things in the secondary that I didn't know before. Once I left Alabama, I felt like I was more of a like developed, fully sound player uh, schematically-wise, so I'd, I kind of have a better feel of what's going on at all times everywhere. And then um, the coaches here are like, I feel like they've just, they all have their houses wide open to us. And I mean, just the outside of football stuff here is, I mean, you can't get it anywhere else. I mean, we're at our coach's house every week and it's just, I mean, they love on you and take care of you. And so, I mean, it's, it's definitely a different vibe from Alabama, but I think both are, I mean, it's a, it's kind of the best of both worlds I've kind of received. So it's been, it's been pretty cool. Cool. And from like your very first coaching football for today, what's the best piece of advice you think you've gotten that you could carry out kind of like throughout your life in a way? Mm. Probably two. Um, the first one probably be uh, no matter how hard you get knocked down, just get up and keep going. I mean, that's that's a big thing in football, and especially me playing in the box against guys that are bigger than me. There are plays where I just get I get swallowed, and like I just I've learned to have to just eat that and just keep going. It's the next play. I mean, he gets me one play, I'm I can get him the next one. Um, I feel like that's big in life as well. You get knocked down, you gotta you gotta keep going. I mean, there's no, you can't dwell on the past and 
that's that's leading into my next one. Like, you got to have a short memory. Um, what happened yesterday? If it was the greatest thing ever, well, you got to show up tomorrow, and tomorrow is going to be different. And what happened yesterday could have no effect on what happened tomorrow. So that's a that's a that's another big thing. I'd I'd say. Yeah. I think I have the most important question of all of this right now. <laughs> Pre-game, you're walking walking through the tailgate or you're getting off the bus. What are you listening to to hype you up for the game? Um, I'm into like the older kind of rap. Like I like uh young boys old stuff. I like little babies older stuff. Um I listen to some Rod Wave. Um but I don't turn any of that on until a about an hour and a half, two hours for the game. It just, okay. I don't like my heart rate getting up a lot before the game. <laughs> so I just, I'm probably, I'm probably listening to country music all the way up until two hours before the game. And then once it, once it's time to go, it's time to go and it, it gets awesome. ramped up. So. What's your, uh, what's your degree in? What are you looking for? Um, I graduate this spring with my business management degree. Cool. So. Yes, Any future sir. plans, or do you know what uh, what you what you want to try to do? Or um, I kind of want to go into like real estate, property development. Um, I did an internship this summer in England, and I really enjoyed it. So I think I may I may go into go into that. But I'm as of right now, I'll I'll be back for uh, hopefully one more year. So I'm there you go. I'm gonna think I'm gonna come back and play in the fall. It's kind of in the works, but. That's what it's looking like. What kind of yeah. what kind of feeling was that to win the you know the national championship again? Yeah, uh, you know, even though you you definitely won another division one, but even division two, like, what's that? What's that feeling like? I mean, after the game, it was just kind of like you. Just, I was just kind of looking around, like, wow, like that really just happened. And like we're I'm just sitting on the field for it's probably two two and a half hours after the game, and I'm just like thinking back on everything it's like wow like we really we, we were joking all week we're like uh harding we've always talked about or the people that have been here a lot longer than me everyone at the beginning of the year is always like oh mckinney this mckinney that like we got to get to texas and like knowing that we really did just get there and we didn't just get there we wanted i mean it's it's really special and the funny thing is like we were we were sitting around i think it was last spring sitting um at I think it was Nate and Wes's house and we we're just sitting around talking. And we're like, with with the people we have coming back, like there's no reason we don't have a chance to win it. And then I feel like we started really believing after we curb stomped OBU at home. That was, yeah. that was just kinda like, all right, yeah, I mean, no one no one can really play with us if we're if we're on our A's on our A game. So that was that was probably the the moment we were all looking around, like, all right, yeah, we're 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 gonna we're gonna make a big uh big splash. So, how proud were your parents? I know you know, like, especially with your dad playing there. How how proud were they? Yeah, I mean, my dad was one of the first ones on the field after the game, so I got to <laughs> I got to hug him, and that was that was fun. And then uh, they were they were super super excited. And then I think we had I, I probably had thirty or forty family members at the game just from distant relatives to entire coach Moat's entire family my entire yeah. family my uncle's entire family it was just a lot of people 
that were there. So it was, it was special to see everyone in the stands. And I mean, we, we really did pack that stadium out. So it was, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. Like I said, there were several people from our church that went down there uh, yeah. and watched the game. And I know, I knew it was on TV, but I was working that day, but I watched replay it. But Gannon and uh, my wife both watched it. And that's pretty impressive. I mean, at what point did you know like you'd won? Because the game was still going on. Mm-hmm. But I mean, did you have a pretty good idea? Um, so when the game kind of started, like the way I look at it is when I'm when I'm walking out in warm ups, like the eye test. Like there's some people that like you look at it and you're like, all right, this could be a game. And then other teams we walk on the field, it's like, all right, I'm I may be out by halftime. Um <laughs> Yeah. But they, I mean, for sure, Grand Valley passed the eye test and Central Missouri passed the eye test. They, like, I just didn't really know. Like, I mean, walking by them, I was like, eh, maybe. Um, and then the first drive of the game, they went tempo on us, yeah. and uh, we were just all kind of like, all right. Like, we had, we had a few busts in the secondary, a few penalties. It was just like, all right, um, well, I mean, we'll we'll be fine. It was nothing – Basically, we we kind of thought coming off the field, it was nothing they did. It was a lot of stuff that we didn't do. Um, mm-hmm. So coming off the sidelines, I mean, no one was really panicking. And then after we saw, I think it was the first play of the game, Blake ran it for like 60 yards, and we were like, yeah. all right, I mean, they're they're not going to be able to stop our offense. So, I mean, if we, we, we didn't want it to turn into the Central Missouri game, but, I mean, we right. knew if we got sure. a stop, I mean, it was, it was over. And sure. I feel like after – the fourth down stop right before half. Um, it was 14-7. They just busted a big long run and we made kind of it wasn't wasn't a goal line stand, but they were in the they were in the red zone and we made a stop and as soon as we got the ball back and Braden ran it down the sidelines for like sixty yards, got it down to the twenty with under two minutes left. I was like, all right, if we go up twenty one seven here, sure. it's over. Yeah. Kind of figured it was they couldn't come back from that. So, what's your favorite place to eat in Cersei? <laughs> favorite place to eat. I've been. I, I took. I've been down there, but it just took me a minute to find a couple places. But yeah. Um. Probably Greek House. I'm a. I like Greek House. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Try not to pick like a chain restaurant, but yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> yeah. What's that hamburger place we went to again? That was pretty good. Kind of, I don't remember. Yeah, Burgers, yeah. pies, and fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is good. That's pretty good. I enjoyed that. Any uh, never... any concern since you're an Alabama uh, football fan? Any concern with Oklahoma football joining the SEC? Or are you just like whatever? <laughs> um, not really. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not too concerned about it. Um, yeah, but. Has the schedule came out next year? Does Oklahoma and Alabama play? We play them here uh, the Saturday oh, wow. before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Wow. I've, and I've got I've, I'm a season ticket holder since 1995, so you'll be there. I plan on being there. I just hope I. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Hope I'm not crying. Hope you make it out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Um, Lincoln Riley leaving, kind of. I don't, I don't know. And then didn't y'all's quarterback just leave? Yeah. 
Yeah, he did. He went, he's at Oregon, but there's, a, got, there's a bunch of Oklahoma fans on the uh, yeah. on the football team too. So I'm, I kind of I kind of keep up with it a little bit. Remember this name, Jackson Arnold. That guy is going to be the best quarterback in the <laughs> he's history gonna be good. of Oklahoma football. Yes, <laughs> he's going to be good. I can promise. <laughs> That's I, fine. I hope so. But anyway, but yeah, no, you've uh, you've had quite the uh, career in high school. You've had the career, you know, you've played at Alabama and then Harding. So congratulations to you. It's pretty impressive. And But from what it sounds like, like you're not done yet. You're ready to uh, keep winning, and that's impressive, and that's cool. And congrats to you, your teammates, your coaching staff, the whole, like, you know, both of these guys sitting in here, uh, you know, Gannon and Isaiah, both are students there too, all the students. I mean, it's, it's a big deal, and it's pretty cool to see that. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. Great job. We appreciate you being on the on the podcast and um we wish you nothing but luck and nothing but success. So but to all of our listeners, we appreciate that. Thank you for uh joining us tonight for the Foxton Sports Podcast long and uh for Gannon and for Isaiah. We'll uh we will see you all next time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox Dan Sports Podcast with Todd, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. Find us on Facebook at Fox Dan Sports. That's Fox with two X's. Drop us an email at foxdansports at yahoo.com. And be sure to share this podcast with other sports fans in your life. This has been Fox Dan Sports.